Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is a saying, saying in the church that sums up the Feast of the Nativity, I believe. Made famous by St. Athanasius in the 4th century, but it was first recorded in the 2nd century by St. Irenaeus of Lyon. That statement is this, and you may have heard it. God became man that man might become God. That sums up the nativity of Christmas. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but you probably have to be my age to notice some of this, but it seems to me in, in the course of the last 50 years, the use of Christmas decorations has changed considerably. Uh, it used to be that you know, we had all kinds of stuff out in the yards, but everybody put some kind of Christian symbol out there as well. Uh, and what I see in recent years is that use of Christian symbols, like the nativity scene, for example, is falling into disuse. And more and more we're seeing the, the, the images of, of fantasy figures. Like I saw one of, a, uh, of an elf throwing snowball to a, to a deer, I think it was. You know, what does that got to do with the nativity? And you might say, well, the deer sort of represents Santa, and Santa, you know, sort of represents St. Nicholas, and there's sort of an association. But, and it's not that those are necessarily bad. So if you're doing these things, don't worry about it. I'm just trying to make a point here. I'm not criticizing anybody. But I got charged the other day out of something one of the saints said that so and so like to use the canons, C A N O N S, as if they are canons, C A N N O N S. <laughs> So I'm not trying to do that. I'm not firing volleys at you. I'm just saying we're seeing a change in the transition. Uh, and and uh, I think it's, it's, it, we'll see more of it as time goes on. Fewer and fewer examples of nativity. And you know, I remember when the first time somebody came out in the 70s and said, Jesus is the reason for the season. I thought, how dumb, of course it is. Now I see it and I think, how, how, how shrewd and how wise of these people to see this. Now daring of them to put it out there because it is so rare. Uh, there is a change going on. And when you see all of that, uh, as an aside, notice how the movies, our society doesn't listen to the stories of saints anymore. They, they find sci-fi figures, fantasy figures. Notice the number of movies on TV, action figures. There was a time when I was young and I would have loved that. The scenario in which it was presented was different. I think it reflects the change in the thinking of our society. When you notice this, I want you to remember, God became man that man might become God. That's what this feast is all about. Well, having said that, I want to analyze that statement. So there's no mistaking on our part, because we shouldn't be a part of the loss of awareness that society has going forward. There are two phrases in that sentence. God became man, and then the response that man might become God. So I'm gonna take the three words of the first phrase first. God became man. Three words, so power-packed. Put the emphasis, change the emphasis in each, each time you use it. So God became man. If you talk about God philosophically, He's transcendent above all knowledge, unknowable, uncircumscribed, all-powerful, without beginning or end. Okay, we got that. God became man. This is what became man. It's not Santa Claus, and it's not fantasy or anything else. This became man. Wow. 
major. Do we think that? Well, maybe we see it, but it's easy for us to miss it. God became man. Change the emphasis to the second word. God became man. Truly, substantively, he really did. It's not a metaphor. When I was in Episcopal Church Seminary, sorry, I'm not supposed to give the names of these places, but most of you know this anyway. So uh, when I was in this seminary, one professor actually preached a sermon in which he said the resurrection was nothing more than a metaphor of life after death. A classmate of mine very shrewdly turned to me and said, I guess we're saved metaphorically. So he became man. He became man, substantively, really. It's interesting that in the second century, and perhaps even into the first, there was a Gnostic heresy called Docetism. And most of the Gnostic groups, they fizzled out toward the end of the second century, but most of the Gnostic groups uh, believed that spirit was good and matter, all of this creation, even our bodies, were not just sinful, but evil. Evil. And therefore, the incarnation could not occur as we understand it because God, who is perfect and pure, cannot yoke himself to something which is evil. Therefore, Christ only appeared or seemed to become incarnate. It was an illusion, a visual metaphor, if you will. Well, it's believed by some that perhaps the Johannine epistles were written with this heresy in mind. And certainly this feast talks to it. Christ didn't just seem to become man. man. He became. God became man. Notice in St. Luke's Gospel, in the story, I think, I think it's the last Gospel for today, the story uh, tells, tells uh, gives a time setting for when this occurred. A time set in the setting in the chronology of, of his history that this happened between sometime between 31 BC and 14 AD in the Nicene Creed he suffered under Pontius Pilate. That gives you us, us a time setting. The reigns of Pontius Pilate incorporated the time between 26 to 37 AD. Here's a time frame. He became man. And last word move the accent over to the last one. God became man. Man, the Anglo-Saxon word for human being. So don't get in, into this modern, inclusive language nonsense. We've got to get rid of that word for us and for our salvation. He came down from man. He became man, human being. All of us are included. No one's excluded. He became man. It's very clear. Like us in every way, as Hebrews would tell us, without sin, yet without sin, because true humanity is sinless. And we are, we are fallen humanity. So we think it's normal, I'm only human, we say, but that's abnormality. The normal is what Christ became. Like us in every way, he became man. When we look at the babe in the manger, we look and we see the icon of God. We see God incarnate, God became man. Wow, what a big order. What an event in the history of the human race. And people are running, driving on by, not even bothering to go to church or do anything on, on nativity, on Christmas. Who cares? It's all a fantasy anyway, isn't it? Child's play. Yeah, it is child's play. The children get to enter the kingdom of God, so we've got to keep 
that man might become God, were the ones who handled death graciously and well. And the ones who didn't handle death well didn't respond to God. They treated this whole thing like it was a fantasy. To me, that's one of the great tragedies of being a priest, is experiencing that. There's nothing you can do for a person except pray for them. And it happens more often than you think. So we have Passion for Holy Week. And then Pascha. God goes down into hell and he resurrects, he brings life and he manifests life to everything. And then there's ascension. Not only does he bring resurrection and a restarting of a process of restoration and renewal, but he brings it into his very presence. That's what the ascension tells us. We are in the presence of God, always. And last, Pentecost, he fills all of creation with his being. Of course, that's what this is all about when he becomes incarnate. It's the understanding of it starts with the nativity. And we've started. We've started. We come back and we see the child and we remember God became man that man might become God. The temptation is always to remain in the fantasy. That's what the world is doing. But is it right? Of course not. And the invitation is to participate in God. This is the invitation. We don't have to have an altar call in this church. We do it all the time. Come unto me, all you that travail and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. And so we come. God became man, that man might become God. Keep that in mind. Every time you see the decorations and the celebrations and everything else, remember that. God became man, that man might become God. And respond to him appropriately. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.